Five minutes it is, uh, and we go into our tech conversations on this Wednesday. We bring these conversations to you every Wednesday, uh, where we try and unpack uh, many of the technological advances that are exponentially driving uh, our society uh, forward. And of course, uh, uh, if indeed you... um, share many of the sentiments we've expressed here, uh, have the potential to expand the digital divide, uh, or if we are not conscious of them, have the potential to, uh, I guess, expand the nature of our multipolar world. And I'm joined today uh, by, I must say, one of uh, our champions in the world of research as a nation, and that is the Water Research Commission. Now, many of you would know that South Africa is a water-scarce country, uh, we're one of the driest uh, countries in the world, and uh, if you are in the Western Cape, uh, you uh, need no reminding of, uh, I guess, uh, all manner of anxiety and uncertainty around uh, that part of the country's water supply. Even the Eastern Cape and many of our uh, food-producing areas uh, in our country have um, certainly been shocked by uh, not only the fact that we're a water-scarce country, but when that intersects with uh, uh, a global climate that is warming every single day, uh, you then have, I guess, uh, what I can call ominously, and excuse the pun here, a perfect storm. Now, uh, the big question is, uh, what then becomes the role and the function of organizations like the Water Research Commission and some of the uh, innovations that emerge from there and uh, even some of the inventions that come out of there, which are globally renowned. And uh, it's uh, so surprising that many of us uh, aren't even familiar uh, with uh, the work of the commission, uh, which is uh, today holding a symposium uh, or over the next few days or so right through until the 13th of uh, September. And uh, I'm joined in studio by Shafiq Adams. He's the executive manager Uh, for water resources and ecosystems at uh, the uh, Water Research Commission. And he joins me now in studio. Shafiq, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Uh, Good evening, Ayabanga and the listeners. Shafiq, maybe if you want to just come a bit closer to your microphone there so that uh, all of our people uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, all corners of our country are able to hear you. Mm -hmm. Shafiq, let's maybe start off here. The Water Research Commission, as I said, many people might not be familiar with uh, what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a creature of statute, but uh, some people might not be aware of what it is and what its role and function is. Let's maybe start there. Yeah, so uh, the Water Research Commission was created in 1971 after a period of drought um, to uh, help mitigate and prepare the country for... um, the challenges that that, that comes with droughts, etc., and that has evolved um, to also things things like uh, floods, sanitation, and, and, and so forth. Uh, and this year we are 48 years old, mm. and um, we've been doing sterling work. Um, as you say, not a lot of people know. We yeah. used to be a very humble organization. We used to work in the background. Gotta come out from the shadows, yeah, so, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and indeed, and uh, we've been pioneering a lot of yeah. uh, good work in, in in the world and. Um, a lot of the technologies that's now used in the world yes. um, came from this organization. The people might be familiar with uh, reverse osmosis membranes mm. uh, was developed in this country, um, but we never um, protected it, and and it left our shores. And uh, in some cases, we buy it back now. But we've um, many years ago we've closed that um, uh, gap and. Um, we indeed um, pioneer a lot of research, and you'll be surprised that South Africa, for a small cohort and a small budget organization and um, and small water sector in, in the main, ranks a few years ago 18th in the world in terms of knowledge production. So in we, the water space. Yes. And, um, mm. and today, at today's symposium, a lot of people 
praised us for uh, punching above our weight. Okay, let's pause there. Yeah. And uh, I need to take a quick spot break. And uh, on, when we come back, I want you uh, to maybe roll off a list of some of those innovations, be it uh, reverse osmosis, right through to uh, industrial wastewater management uh, that uh, you've pioneered there that has had a massive impact on key sectors. Uh, I think of uh, you know some of the chemical sectors, the likes of mining and many others uh, who uh, would require that kind of uh, assistance here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll also talk about, I guess, some of the challenges around the protection of that intellectual property and uh, you know why we haven't been able to effectively commercialize some of those patents and at the end of the day our own knowledge resources end up benefiting other countries you tuned into metro fm talk i'd love to hear from you uh, during these tech conversations give us a ring on 089-110-3377 uh, you might have a question for shafiq or i might have i guess a potential uh, water related problem that uh, you think uh, shafiq and his cohort at the water research uh, research commission uh, would be able to respond to and come up with with a socially driven innovation. I'd love to hear from you. We're having all of those conversations uh, related to uh, technology and today we're taking a look at uh, a much needed resource and uh, many people have suggested that the next world wars are going to be fought over this uh, resource and that is uh, the life-giving resource that is uh, water and I'm joined from the Water Research Commission by uh, uh, Shafiq. He's uh, with us here in the studio and uh, we're talking about the work there uh, with uh, Shafiq Adams, Executive Manager at uh, water Resor- for Water Resources and Ecosystems at uh, the Water Research a commission now, Shafiq. Before I went to the break, I mean, I just wanted to hear from you. Just uh, you know, a string of some of the innovations that you've had across a wide array of sectors. It might be in the ventilated, uh, uh, you know, pit toilet space, right mm-hmm. through to uh, industrial wastewater, and uh, some of the innovations that have come through there, and I guess their social applicability and benefit. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've got a number of them. So we can um, we can categorize them in terms of the the the. Yeah, hardware um, innovations, and but also uh, we do a lot of process innovation. Sure, so sure. it's not necessarily something that you can touch and feel, but it makes the world better. It makes processes. It makes um, a lot of our management better. Mm. Um, and um, I think, for example, some people might be familiar with um, with the when we produce um, power from coal, we need to 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 to, to um, cool down the system. So you yes. see these towers with the steam. But we've also developed something that we call dry cooling that actually uses no water. So mm. it is a very um, water-saving um, 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 way of doing things. The, in terms of the wastewater treatment, we've got uh, a number of technologies that, that we've pioneered um, that is out in the world at the moment that is our standard practice. Uh, we've worked on things that we are now at uh, a demo and, and, and pilot scale. Uh, it's something like eutectic freeze. So you freeze the water and all the salts just drops out of the water. Um, and then these are the wait, wait, wait. You, do, you do what with seawater? You freeze uh, it? No, with, with salty water, salty briny water. water. Oh, yeah, brine you, water. You, you, uh. you cool it down to a thing. And so as the ice crystals forms, it takes the, the salt and it takes it out of the, out of the solution. Wow. And then you, that kind of supernatant water is then your kind of fresh water. Mm. Um, and, and you've touched on, on the toilets. And I think this is the most exciting one for us in, in, in recent yes. uh, times is that we've, we're reinventing the toilet and we, we're saying, okay, we need to change the world because the gold standard have been, uh, you need a toilet at flush and you need water and it needs to go kilometers away for, mm. for treatment. But we actually have now toilets that flush on two liters and less and I think the guys are pushing it down to 500 mils so you think of your no existence at the house no, and, um, and then we buddy size cool drink 
Yes, that's five hundred mils, right? It's um, you can they can actually Google some of these things. Uh, one is called Aram Lu, so it's mm. it's using biomimicry. So you, the Aram lily, so you see yes. the Aram, so it creates a vortex. So you don't need a lot of water to to remove, uh, for example, three hundred grams of your waste into the thing, because most of the water that you need is actually just to take it out of your toilet and put it in into the the, the, the line going. So more like velocity-driven yeah. kind of system so, uh, than anything else. Yeah, yeah. So so it uses less water. And um, and of course, the less water you, we 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 put through the system, the more it remains in storage, and the more water secure we stay. So it's kind of a good demand uh, management uh, principle. Um, and then we've done things like um, I, my my background is groundwater. We've done uh, some innovative stuff, and we've just got a patent uh, a few years ago where we knock, for example, when iron is a problem in in the water. Instead of bringing it to surface and we treat it, we actually knock it out underground already. So when we pump the water, it's already um, most of the iron and manganese has been removed. Mm. So it, mm. again, if you just think about the energy costs, um, because if you have to pump it up, you need to treat it, it energy. So yeah, um, there's a lot of um, energy saving. We've done some... Um, excellent work in, in irrigation uh, mm. scheduling in, in because irrigation uses uh, the bulk of our of our water in this country and um, so if you can uh, optimize and bring efficiency in those yes. systems you save a lot of water so uh, and that's why south africa is a, is a water scarce country um has been has been um, quite successful in in, 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 in in getting water to most people mm. not everyone but it's because of these these system and a lot of people don't see it we always hear about the challenges etc yeah, but yeah. for such a dry country uh we're doing remarkably well we can do obviously we can do mm. much better and um so one of the other things that that we now d- uh, developing and we are pioneering with partners globally is a, something we call water sensitive design so how do you design everything a city a block a, a house, new estate a, new a house that uses less water and mm. uh, it keeps the water longer in the system. And when it leaves the system, it's cleaner than um, what we currently see. Because at the moment, most of our wastewater is treated as a nuisance. Uh, storm water, for example, in, in the city of Cape Town, um, most of it is designed to go to sea. Wait, uh, so we pump some of the storm water into the sea? No, no, it, naturally. So if you think it, if it in the roads, it goes to storm oh, water pipes, I see. and okay. it goes to canals or the rivers. And that it goes flow to into sea. the sea, okay. But uh, mm. what we found is that there's almost a, just under a thousand storm detention ponds. So in the 10-year cycle, maybe a year of it gets used, but we're now looking at systems, okay, but if we divert the excess storm water that usually would go to sea and we put it in these ponds and we keep it there or we put it in groundwater, we can actually, city of Cape Town can become much more water secure. And, and of course, we, the, the problem for us, we talk a lot about city of Cape Town, but we've got much more uh, challenging areas outside of, of these um, uh, spots where um, it gets a lot of media mm. attention. The Eastern Cape you mentioned, yeah. um, Limpopo, etc. Uh, and, and these are where one needs to um, bring in these new innovations. So the, the idea of having a centralized water supply, so all your water must come from a valve system or some somewhere else that needs to be piped over hundreds of kilometers sometime. It, needs to be rethinked and tomorrow i have a session to say okay but how do you use local resources mm. and make people water secure as opposed to this whole paradigm of it sure. needs to be a bulk infrastructure project and coming mm. from somewhere so. you know when you talk about some of these innovations mm. i mean i often wonder how many of those we've been able as a country to commercialize 
uh, and effectively corner and ring fence and be able to take across the globe. Because it's quite clear that, you know, it's not only South Africa that has some of these challenges that the innovations are responding to and uh, that, you know, they would have a captive audience and a captive market in many other countries. Uh, What are we doing as South Africans, but also yourselves? You guys are a state-owned entity. One would think that the fiscus needs uh, some money there. Why aren't we leveraging some of these innovations? And and, and this is something that we don't understand uh, because these are... The, the type of things that other countries export easily. I mean, mm. if, if you just think of, of some of the, the, the other water markets and how they deal with this. But South Africa, for some reason, does not take these things. So so uh, we've been working on, for example, on, on, on the industrialization of some of these things. Uh, just imagine if we had to uh, manufacture locally mm. all these new toilets that flushes on two liters or less. <laughs> how many factories can you create? And yeah. how they, and, and but the, the the uptake is extremely slow, um, and then often this is a result of of, of people not seeing the bigger picture. Mm. And uh, I mean, one of the things that we keep on um, uh, running into is around um, uh, procurement, as an example. How do you procure innovations in in, in the in the municipal space? Mm. Uh, you have an innovation, and someone say, "Show me three quotes." <laughs> I mean, yeah, PFMA also, PFMA so, 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 also. So, so yeah, so, and and so so we're looking at it. How 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 do we adopt this thing? But the other challenge that we have is that there is what we call the valley of death. So the valley of death. So the innovation comes; it's been proven at pilot or lab scale. Mm. But to take it to commercialization, someone needs to take the risk. So in in other in other jurisdictions, you would, for example, have venture capital. Yeah, yeah. Say, that, that risk capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll go into this. But what we're also saying: some of these things are what we need. So government and and, and municipalities, uh, whatever level of government, should become first adopters. Exactly. But Shafiq, and, and, and this is because yeah. most of these things. Are often public good. Shafiq, this is my issue, yeah. right? We've got a series of DFIs, mm. uh, NEF, CIFA, CIDA, mm. IDC, mm. and even at a local level, all manner of development mm. funding agencies. Surely we should say every rand spent by government, right, be it to capitalize these entities, must be able to have some reciprocal relationship with other investments that we've made. So if you come with an innovation, it should be a non-starter for us to even have the conversation. The IDC should already say, hey, we'll be first adopters of this. We'll put out the risk capital for this because we know we're not only going to get a return, but it also allows us to be able to follow and track every single rand that we spend as a government. And and, and of course, it's it's the the, the returns will will come because these are often uh, innovations. So there's a global market. Uh, and we are mm. a fairly small market. Yeah. I mean, uh, 60-odd million people, and you go to a market at a billion or 350 million, you get your money back quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, okay, let's pause there yeah. uh, for a second. I'm in conversation with Shafiq Adams. He's the executive manager for Water Resource and Resources and Ecosystems at the Water Research Commission. Fascinating work that they're doing there. I'd love to hear your perspectives on that and uh, of course uh, maybe some tips on how we can better commercialize some of these innovations i know many of you know quite a bit about that venture capital in the risk capital space let us know give us a ring on 089-110-3377 089-110-3377 we take this brief break and i continue on the other side 23 minutes it is now after 8 p.m. We continue with our tech conversations here. I'm joined by uh, Shafiq Adams, uh, an executive manager at the Water Research Commission. And they have a conference. Uh, it's happening uh, 
uh, uh, right through until Friday the uh, 13th. And uh, it's taking place in uh, Santon. And uh, Shafiq, I guess for me, the interest is really uh, this symposium that you guys have set up here. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you guys are discussing there? And more importantly, what are the key outcomes uh, that you anticipate from this platform? Yeah, so we, we discuss a variety of, of, of issues, um, spending, water, sanitation, uh, land use planning, agriculture, etc. And, and and often, and this is the fourth installment of, of the symposium, is to, to get people to, to, to connect and to talk. And, to, uh, and, and I think that is part of our mandate um, but it's also to to for to have different perspectives and di- different experiences and then people um, coming up with with solutions so it's not just a a, a, a powerpoint presentation type yeah, of conference yeah. so it's, it's a lot of interaction and and a lot of new things but also we've brought in a, a lot of our partners our, our local and international parkers, partners to have a conversation with us because what is a global problem? Mm. It's, a, it's, it's a global issue, and 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 and, and what we've seen is that uh, a lot of these things you can also only solve through collaboration. Sure, so, sure, yeah. sure. And and you know when we talk about that kind of collaboration, oftentimes uh, when we talk about the water systems and water issues, it's often just seen as the preserve of the public sector, yeah. and in particular local government and uh, maybe the Department of Water and Sanitation. Uh, and yet there's often a role for the private sector as a, a big water user, yeah. but also. As some of the people that stand to benefit from much better and more sensitive use of water, but also some of the innovations that are coming through. Yeah, no, no definitely. And I think most of the big companies on the uh, risk register, water is there. Because uh, similarly, what they would have with energy, I think yes. water is also there. And, and a lot of them are, are taking their responsible use. So you'll see, for example, in a lot of products, they'll say... Um, how they reduce their water footprint in terms of, um, of, of in the production processes. Mm. A lot of them come on as, as, as commercial partners to say, okay, but uh, how do I run my factory on a kind of a zero discharge or how do I reuse my water in, in, in a mm. more meaningful way? And we've seen, for example, um, a lot of uh, commercial ag- agriculture and, and because it's, as you say, water is not just... Um, <coughs> government must provide water but also uh, and in the other stakeholder that we often do not talk about is is, is the public I yeah, mean, yeah we have consumer, a lot of, yeah. we have a lot of systems that is now self-supply mm. and i must say they self-supply extremely good and we actually have a project where we we, we try and not say so you kind of use the indi- indigenous knowledge uh, yeah. approach and it's okay what have you done and when we come in and say okay but how do we make it better and how do you allow you to understand for example things like the hydraulic at our water flows etc mm. they've made it work and then what we see the ownership and because vandalism is a huge problem sure, for us in, sure. in terms of infrastructure and in those cases it's almost uh, absent because mm. people uh, are taking responsibility they own it and they take care yeah. of it one of the things that we're seeing now uh, you know in many of the i guess the approval of building plans and the like there's, there's a greater requirement on the parts of uh, uh, many municipalities now to have some form of rainwater harvesting uh, close to any development or settlement that you build. Um, And the idea there is that communities must be able to harvest and reticulate their own water uh, on site. Uh, uh, How much of that are you seeing, uh, least of all in much poorer communities? And and how do you 
sort of work alongside some of the other agencies that are aimed at sensitizing people to the importance of uh, not one knowing just just we're uh, a water scarce country, but also that households all have a role to play in ensuring that uh, we continue to be more secure about our supply yeah. of water. And 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 I think this and this is the other big programs that we have is that often everyone look at the supply side. So let's build another Lesotho, but. Uh, what you're talking about is on the demand side. So people demand, uh, reduce their demand. They use um, uh, water that's free. So if you have a tank on it, and yeah, and and it used to be the only something that poor people do. But if you go to the suburbs, now every second house is a is a joke. I can say uh, rainwater thing. Brand, brands, brands, brands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah. it's certainly in the city of Cape Town yeah. at the moment. Everyone's got a tank. Um, but but what we see, for example, in in in, in the rural spaces, those people um, are actually managing it much better than us because mm. we we are so used to uh, opening a tap, and so so I'm always impressed when I go to to, to the rural spaces. Um, is that how? Be- because this this is where you see resilience. We often talk yeah, about being resilient, yeah, etc. Yeah. But we know, for example, and and we have. Huge and, and and respect for 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 those water champions that that we mm. have. We have uh, one person that it's um, on one of our projects. He's, he's always he's actually uh, my Florence in the, uh, the symposium as well. But she's mm. the champion. She mobilized a hundred household. Everyone gave a thousand uh, rand, and they produced their own water scheme. Mm. And we then said, okay, don't just think about water for drinking and cooking, but how do you do, for example, food gardens, how mm. do you uh, chickens, yeah. uh, go- goats, etc. And when you go back uh, six or a year, then say, my, my son is now at school, everyone is happy, uh, I can pay for it. You see d- definite improvement in, in, in the housing conditions, etc. Mm. And, and this is what we need to do. It's not just the... Uh, it's centralized and someone will decide what, what sure, will happen with sure. the water, etc. And, and indeed, I mean, I guess that's a big chunk of uh, uh, what uh, all of us need to dedicate ourselves to, this uh, task of self-reliance, yeah. uh, while alongside, of course, we, we build... Uh, you know, some of the public goods that are necessary to all of us. Uh, we'll have to leave it there, Shafiq. Re- real pleasure having you here in studio. And uh, just a quick one there for some of the people who might be interested in attending this symposium. Is it open to the public or closed uh, shop? It is closed now. We yeah. actually had a, 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 um, a, a set target and we've, we're now oversubscribed. And okay. uh, so it's, it's quite, but, but certainly we, 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 we constantly have... have um, uh, meetings and dialogues sure. and things like that. And, and if you go to our website, um, wrc.org.za, uh, you'll always see on our events calendar what's there and people are okay. free to join. Okay. Ask your That's people it. to stream some of the you know sessions there on Facebook or on Twitter, man. I think well, just for the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just for the, some of the people who might yeah. not okay. uh, be able to make it to the room. That there was Shafiq Adams. He's the executive manager for Water Resources and Ecosystems at the Water Research Commission joining us uh, on this Wednesday for our Tech Conversations and uh, fascinating work that they're doing there at the Water Research Commission.